Miracy. I'm Krista Janik. You're listening to Making It. I run a business called Wise Words That Matter. As a credibility boosting ghostwriter and blogger, I work with experts, innovators, thought leaders, empowering them to share the stories behind their knowledge and wisdom. Sometimes people ask me, are we obligated to share our stories? And for me, it's not about obligation. It's about trust building. Ultimately, a good question to ask yourself in business is who trusts you and why? Because if you're not sure who trusts you, then maybe it's time to share more of yourself so that people can trust you, so that people have a basis to build trust with you. Sometimes marketers do this big promise marketing thing, and I'm not all about that. I'm about, yeah, here are some great best case scenarios, and also here's what typically happens when you work with me. I'm all about telling the story of how you make a difference. When I was out there job interviewing, I was frustrated because I was finding all these job descriptions where I didn't check off all the boxes. And when I didn't share my blindness, I would get questions like, do you know graphic design? Uh, I don't think you want me designing your website. (laughs) Not being able to see it all. Nope, that probably won't work. Or do you know HTML? Which there are blind people who know HTML. I am only one who knows a little. I'm a power computer user. Does that count? Probably not. (laughs) So this idea of wearing hats and, you know, do you have leadership experience? Do you have all these other qualities? That time, my strengths were really in writing, having worked for a nonprofit doing PR, having worked at local newspapers and worked for a hospitality industry trade journal as an intern and a freelancer. That was all writing driven primarily. And I had the little little telemarketing, which I never want to repeat ever again. (laughs) But those, so my strengths in speaking to people, getting to the heart of who they are, why they matter, and how they make an impact in their communities, that is what I wanted to share. And networking allowed me to get to know people on a more genuine level, get to know what it is they need and be able to see if I can help them on that basis rather than the interrogative experience of an interview where it's somewhat one-sided in that they're asking you questions, but you don't necessarily find out till the end what it is that they really need. When I was out there on video trying to make it on social, It was scary because I, again, just like when I walked into the room with networking and was afraid that people would only see my cane, it was the same on video, that I was concerned that people would focus on my lack of eye contact and that that would be so distracting that it would detract from me as a person, as a writer, as a business owner, as a creative. What I realized, though, was that at the time, Facebook Live was really a hot topic. It would be 
the in thing to do just to kind of bumble and fumble and go on live as a business person. And people would click and people would say, hi, I hear you. And they would interact on a human level. That's what drew me to that platform in particular, because I could be human and I could say, hey, I'm facing my fear. This is my first Facebook Live ever and get all these comments. The funny thing was the first video I did had loads of views, quite a few hundred, which was a lot for me at the time. And the comments I got were all about my lighting, how there was glare in the background. And to me, as a blind person, I didn't know what a profound issue that would be. I thought maybe it would be more subtle, but to them, it was glaringly obvious, literally. So now I talk about, well, hmm, what is maybe subtle to someone else, but glaringly obvious to your audience? Some people think blind skiing is an oxymoron, and I didn't even know it was possible until my martial arts sensei introduced me to the director of this adaptive ski program in Vermont. It was exciting because I had no idea. So when I speak about my skiing experiences, I speak about how it was really a series of tiny steps that led to some of those bigger leaps. The first step was really picking up the phone. And we all know in business, especially, that sometimes that phone weighs a bajillion pounds. (laughs) Well, for me, I was so curious. Just as I'm curious about my clients, I've always been curious about everything in the world to a certain degree. I want to know how things work, why things are the way they are. And I wanted to know how on earth are these people skiing when I didn't even know it was a thing. So I called the director. He answered my questions. You know, I asked a million questions. Oh, you know, do people get hurt? Oh my gosh, is is it scary? (laughs) You know, but ultimately he reassured me that beginners typically are not the ones getting hurt, that it's people who are advanced and who think they can take risks and not do what the instructors are saying and all of that. Those are the people who typically are the ones who are getting hurt. This is what the director told me. He told me I should come up to Vermont and see for myself, really get to experience the skiing. And even if I never got onto the skis, even if I just got onto the snow and talked to the people and checked it out, because I think he knew deep down that this was something that I was excited about doing, that I would probably do it. But I didn't know that yet. So I needed to build that trust. I needed to understand what is the journey that these instructors are taking to be able to teach blind people how to ski. And they told me about the hands-on lessons that they'd had and the training. And they showed me how they literally forge a path forward for every blind person or visually impaired person who skis. I was with a ski instructor and one or two other ski guides, and they were all wonderful, warm, generous volunteers who gave of their time and were excited to watch someone learn to do something that they were passionate about. It was an amazing experience. And okay, maybe some of the beginning steps weren't so fun, like learning to walk in those clumsy, awkward, painful ski boots. And some of the finer skills of learning to balance, feeling the fall line under my feet and learning how to do that. But I will never forget that first moment when the instructor gave me that little push 
down that little hill. And I was so excited because I was skiing, I was gliding, I was flying, I was making it, and I was falling, and I was getting back up again. Because that's how life is, isn't it? Where we kind of fall and we get back up. We learn something new. And for me, I don't consider something a failure until I've decided to stop trying it. I think I'm making it. I think I'm making it happen. I think I am building a business with more and more traction as I go on. I don't really know what is making it. I mean, is there a special target where suddenly if you get to a certain level, you've made it? Is it like you have to have a certain amount of success to make it? I don't really know exactly what those targets are. And all I know is that I'm doing what I need to do to be able to share the most that I can at this moment with the world. I am a writer. I've done more short form content. And now I'm moving even more into the ghostwriting side, the longer form content like ebooks, books, e courses, being able to share on a bigger way. And also as a result, getting more clients who will have that longer-term relationship. One challenge that I've had in my business is the building more of those longer-term relationships. I've found that it's been easier to get the shorter-term one-off and more difficult to get the longer-term clients, whereas I'm learning more and more about the, the importance of referral relationships, the importance of really figuring out new and improved ways to keep in touch with people, building genuine relationships, and making that phrase more than just a cliche. Everyone needs a mentor, and it's so important to, to have mentors and people who can show us the way. I am so grateful to all the organizations and people who've shown me the way forward in, in business and in life. All the blindness organizations like Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports and the United States Association of Blind Athletes and the National Federation of the Blind and American Council of the Blind. All of the business organizations that have helped me invaluably like Sandler Sales Training, Women's Prosperity Network, Toastmasters. I'm so grateful beyond words. Adrian's network, so many places that have helped and so many people who've shown me the way. I'm Krista Janik and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at Wise Words That Matter on Facebook and YouTube, wisewordsthatmatter.com or Krista Janik on LinkedIn. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.